Everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up today, oh my God, Doug and I teased it last week. Oh. General conference happened. The, the Mormons, some shit went down. <laughs> actually went down. Normal Mormon general conference. We've talked about it before. Yeah. It, it's just a bunch of white old men yeah. blathering. Right. And it's boring. Right. And this time it was boring, but we'll tease out some of some things that were actually maybe interesting. Kind of interesting developments. Yeah. Or at least interesting implications. Yeah. If nothing else. And so uh, that'll be coming up a little bit before the second half of the show, but also definitely yeah. heavy in the second half of the show. Mormons, so, baby. It, it, it's some it's stuff happening. That couldn't be... A- <laughs> Couldn't be ignored. Yeah, no. Mormons. And, and why would you? Mormons. It's happening. It's, that's, that's their new. That's their new motto. Yeah. Mormons, baby. It's happening. Just like you, Mormons. We're just like you. We're just like you. <laughs> Not please, really, though. Please, oh, please but, like but, us. But we're weird. But we're we are we are we're a, peculiar a pe- peculiar people. But we're just like you. Accept us. <laughs> anyway. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, Dan. Yeah. What. You were saying earlier that you're you're leading a, a harried a harried existence. Oh, at the moment I am. I I I have less hair than I normally do. Yeah, and yet I'm harried. <laughs> you know, it's not harried. What Harry's? Oh my God, <laughs> that should be their new slogan. <laughs> we're not harried. We're Harry's. That's a terrible slogan, Frank. I think we've uh, <laughs> we've gone off the track a little bit. Well, nonetheless. Uh, we do like their product. Yes, indeed. Uh, let's talk a little bit about it. It was a, it's, uh, a shaven club. Yeah. And, and so, I don't know, why don't you talk a little bit about your experience with Harry's? Will my, you testify? I, brother Frank? I hereby bear my testimony. Yeah. That the Harry's razor is true. And, uh, and it is a comfortable shave. Yeah. And their shave gel uh, mm. Not only smells wonderful, but uh, makes it all the more comfortable. And uh, yeah, I use it to clean up my cheeks and my neck. You know, yeah. anybody watching the video will will definitely see that. You know, I've got a beard just like you do. Yeah. And so, but this is about the cleanup. This is about looking good, looking sharp. And there's a, uh, there's a guy in the cast of my play right now. Oh, young kid doesn't have much of a beard, but he's required to grow it out for the show. Okay. Yeah. Will not, I keep telling, clean up your neck. You look like a slob. Yeah. Clean up your neck. Yeah. There's nothing worse, Dan. You gotta, you You gotta keep the neck clean. The beard stops. Yes, indeed. On a nice sharp line. (laughs) Indeed. Uh, And so there's, you know, if, uh, if you take advantage of their offer, which Dan, you'll fill them in on. Yes. uh, You're going to get that nice five blade razor, a travel, uh, protector kit thing yeah uh you're gonna get uh the shave cream a weighted ergonomic handle a weighted ergonomic is it is it the weighted is that what makes it so so the, the nice weight, to hold the, on to the weight actually gives it a nice uh, balance oh. yeah and then and then the shape of it is also because it feels like quality it's just great to grip right. yeah it's just a great a great way to shave now look you you do it you do it over the internet yeah uh and that way you know you're not because when you buy at the store, at the yeah. grocery store, it just costs too much. It's right. just ridiculous. 
Try it for free. Mm-hmm. See how you like it. If you don't like it, that's fine. Stop it. Right. You don't have to do anything. Right. You just pay for shipping. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, and then you get the whole trial set for free. Um, so make sure you go to harrys.com slash TGIA to redeem your offer. And let them know I sent you to help support the show. Awesome. Well, that's great. Yeah. Thanks, Dan. Yeah. Thank thank all of you. <laughs> Several of you have done this, and it, yeah. it helps us out a lot. Yeah. And uh, and and you get a better shape. So yeah. win, 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 win. Yes. Uh, all right, Dan. Tell me a story. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of people take church on Easter very seriously. Indeed. Because it's the one, one of two times of the year that they're actually going to go to church. Yeah. Right. Many, many people. They, these people are called Catholics. <laughs> there are others who do this, though, Yeah, as well. Uh, well, this is a story of a, a, a woman down in Phoenix, 40-year-old woman. Okay. By the name of Sharon Dobbins. Remember when 40-year-old sounded old? Yeah. Suddenly, that's just our age. So young. So young. So young indeed. And vibrant. Uh-huh. So, anyway, sorry. Uh, a young and vibrant woman. At the, at the ripe old age of 40. <laughs> uh, she is being held, or, well, she was at least arrested uh, on charges of child abuse after she woke her son up for Easter Sunday uh, services uh, with a stun gun. <laughs> he, was, he was refusing to get out of bed. I mean, I remember being a teenager, and there were times when I was hard to wake up. But that'll get you. Done gun. That'll that'll put some pep in your step. I have to tell you, if my mom had a stun gun available to her, she probably would have used it on us. Uh, At some point, it would have happened. Oh, my gosh. So, I actually... uh, I sympathize. Jesus Jesus needs you at church, kiddo. Uh, uh, she said she, Dobbins of course is saying that she did not shock her son uh, she only used the noise from the gun to wake her two sons up who were refusing to go to church so the oh they make know. a pretty loud crack oh the cracky sound yeah it's a yeah it's a right. it's a scary sound yeah but wait so how did the police get the idea that she actually shocked them? Because there were bumps and whatnot on the kid's skin oh, shit. where he was actually like she burned definitely by, the, did it. by the stun gun. Uh, and the kid's saying that she did stun him. Oh, the kid's ratting her out. Uh-huh. Oh. The 17-year-old is ratting her out. Fuck you, mom. But Dobbins, she says, I don't think I did anything wrong because you're supposed to put God first. And that's all I was trying to do is tell my kids to put God first. (laughs) She continues. Nobody writes a book on the correct way of parenting. Oh, yeah. No, there's not a single book about parenting. Never. Nobody. Wow. Somebody should really get on that. (laughs) Writing a book on parenting. It's not like there's a whole section of it at every bookstore. I think the correct line is, these things don't come with user manuals. Um, I tell my sons to honor thy mother and thy father, or their days will be shortened. And that's my favorite. Or their days will be shortened. I think that she's, she's adding something them. to the, to because <laughs> those Ten Commandments don't say that part. No, no, but <laughs> she's, uh, well, so that thy days may be long on the earth. I believe mm. it does say. 
Right. So she's twisted it to. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Uh, this is what happens when you think that your uh, spiritual mandate uh-huh. supersedes all else on this earth. Yeah. Uh, you go to jail. Yeah, absolutely. For child abuse. Yeah. Good. You, you get charged with child you can't abuse. can't stun gun your kids. You are an abuser, madam. To wake them up in the morning. Wow. Well, you lure them out of bed with Easter treats. <laughs> Doesn't work for a 17-year-old. Yeah, not so much anymore. Uh, huh. Yeah, you just, you take away their their screens. You take away their <laughs> their toy, their yeah. phone or something. Yeah. That's how you get them out of bed. Yeah. Uh I'm I'm gonna one up you. Oh, is what I'm gonna do. Okay, Go you want you child abuse in the name of Jesus? Yeah. Yes, sir. I got <laughs> okay. it. Uh, Gwinnett County, Georgia. Uh, a woman named Bakari Warren, twenty-five nice. year old. Good name. Solid name. Uh, this time, in the name of proving Jesus is real. To her children. Driving along. She has a five and a seven year old in the back. Tells them to buckle up. We're going to prove Jesus. No. And then swerves and hits a pole. (gasps) Wait, she intentionally hits a pole? Uh, Yeah. How does this prove Jesus? Uh, God's going to keep you safe is the thing. Um, one of the children, uh, the, a police officer asked the kid, did, do you think she did it on purpose? To which the child responded, yeah, because she turned, her eyes were closed and she was saying, blah, blah, blah. I love God. (laughs) What? She didn't want us to just have a car accident. She wanted us to know that God is real. What? How? What? Yeah. What a lunatic. These uh, people. Yeah. She was crazy. Now, no one was hurt in the accident. They are uh, revoking her driver's license. Though, they hopefully. should be revoking her humanity. <laughs> they should be revoking her uh, her, per- her high school graduation. Card. Parent card. Her Definitely revoking license her to right to, to parent. Uh, she's currently in jail. On Good. a $22,000 bond. Nice. Charged with two counts of child cruelty, which they, she should be charged that just for trying to convince them that God is real. But <laughs> but no. no. Well, good. At least the method of her trying to prove was uh, yeah. drawn into question. Crazy. That one was sent in to us by a listener. That's marvelous. Thanks, listener. We appreciate you. Yeah. All right. What else you got? Uh, I've got the story, Dan, an update, the continuing saga of the Missionary Training Center uh, rapist. Okay, so this is, shall I just throw in some background just for those who are following? If you'd like to do background. Following? Yeah. Uh, This is a, a a, a man who was in charge of... The Missionary Training Center of, of the Mormon Church in, in Provo, Utah. Yes. Uh, who admitted mm-hmm. on audio. Yes. And to the police. And to the police that he had molested mm-hmm. and raped uh, female missionary trainees. Uh-huh. 
uh, he had abused his position of authority. Yes. To uh, to touch some boobies. Right. And uh, through through all of this, uh, the article that I just read, just I think yesterday in the Tribune, mm. the Tribune was still not identifying uh, the this woman who's who has come forward. Right. Right. Uh, but now uh, she is she has filed a lawsuit. So uh, her name now is uh, public record. Okay. And uh, oh, so what's what's the lawsuit? That was okay. So McKenna Denson is her name. She is uh, suing the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints and uh, what's his bucket Bishop? Yeah. Uh, Joseph Bishop, uh, who was this uh, president of the MTC in right. question. And she is uh, suing them for the the fact that they they knew about it. They protected yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, w- so they, there were already allegations on the record. Oh, uh, wow. Not like with the police or anything, but no. like there were earlier allegations. The church knew. Made to the church about this man. Yeah. Uh, apparently when he was on a mission, uh, he was involved in... Uh, inappropriate treatment of women uh this was he was a missionary in argentina and then also there apparently um oh no that it was improprieties with a young woman while as a missionary and then inappropriate treatment of women when he was president of weber state university which is here in utah holy shit uh so this was already known how did this man rise to these high these positions of authority when these institutions knew for a fact that he was that he had this problem, well, he probably had right family, right friends, yeah. and was effective in leadership roles. Yeah, from the church's perspective, sure. and you know they liked him. Yeah, enough said. Right, I guess so. Boy. Uh, so they protected him and what put him you're into, in that boys' club, man. Yeah, that's a good club to be a member of apparently they allowed him to well they put him into the position where he would be surrounded by uh young men and women Mm -hmm. and uh and be in a position of authority over them and this is the context in which they this woman found herself and so the allegations have been clarified a bit in my in my mind Mm. uh it's it's definitely the story is more solidified now uh, anyway, Denson seeks justice for this horrific sexual assault, as well as the ongoing emotional distress she suffered by repeatedly being ignored, disbelieved, shamed, and blamed by the church she loves so dearly. This is from a statement from, uh, her attorney. And did she, did we talk about the dossier that the church compiled no. on this so, woman? So this is actually, this came out also, I believe this week or at least the specifics of this dossier that, that there had been that the church had done serious background research on this woman. They collected up, uh, basically any, anything that she'd ever done that could make her, uh, look bad or that could discredit her claim in any way, shape or form. Uh, and I mean, it included details about a child that she'd given up for adoption, right? Yeah. Mentioned this child by name and yeah. like details about where she lives now and everything. It and was all it, of this a spooky amount of research. Yeah, done on this woman, and it, it was all designed. It, it it it's well, 
Yeah. I mean, essentially, you use this kind of dossier. One of the uses that you can have for a dossier like this is to run a smear campaign. Yeah. Now, the church couldn't do that. But the son of Joseph Bishop, who's been outspoken in the media defending his father. Right. Who's a, who's a lawyer. Who is a lawyer, apparently was given a copy of this dossier by the church. It's so funny. Like, it, how so, bass backwards do you have to be? When so, that when someone accuses one of your higher ups of this kind of horrific behavior, yeah, your impulse is, what do we know about this woman? Yeah, they pull the dossier, they send it to the person who could. He, who who else? You can't blame a son for defending his father. No, right? Uh, I mean, I can. You can, because frankly, yeah, you can, but. But they I mean, I know. understand the impulse. I they, mean, they, it's family. But, right, exactly. You're correct. You can blame them, but no, it's a, it's, if, if all of a sudden this guy has like bad things to say about the woman, it's coming from a much more it's a personal defendable thing. place than if it's coming from the church itself. The right. church cannot say these things, so they gave it to the one person they felt could. Yeah. And so the, the Tribune, in their article talking about that, they mentioned that there that he was he had a slew of allegations against this woman, only a couple of which they they were able to run because they were only able to sub- substantiate those. Right. Yeah. Like there were all these other details that it was kind of like like the members of the press were like, where is he getting this information? Well, and also it in, this dossier included a the uh elements of her church record which oh, is which right. is entirely confidential right so like any any disciplinary action that was taken against right. her so that you know and the fact that she served a partial mission and all right. of these things like it was like how does he know all of this stuff right oh yeah the church just gave it to him yeah so i mean it's i think really she's got nasty. she's got some solid this will what will happen is she will make a lot of money in a settlement out of court. Yeah, but in the meantime, what I think is is amazing is that so she was in settlement talks already with the church, right? Uh, prior to the story getting leaked out, she did not leak the story. Do supposedly, we know, do we know that? Supposedly, okay. she gave the tapes to a couple different people. One of those people is who gave it to Mormon, Mormon leaks, right? And then, so she was saying initially, I did not leak this. I, this is jeopardizing a settlement that I have with the LDS church. Yeah. And the church did pull out of those talks. And so her lawyer was like, well, guess what, sweetheart? We're going to sue them and We're you're going to get even more money. Yeah. Because yeah. I hope it goes, I hope it goes to trial and I hope that, uh, oh, they're going to settle fast. Yeah, they will. They're going to settle fast. There's going to be non non disclosures. Yeah. There's going to be blah blah blah. Not that a non disclosure is worth anything at this point. At this point, no, that's true. No further talking to the press, though. Right, right. There'll be all sorts of agreements. There'll probably be a non disclosure about the amount of money. Yeah. Um, and uh, and they're going to try to make it go away. I hope they don't. I hope that uh, what is her name again, McKenna. Where did I put the article? Oh, it's on my phone. Um, 
Uh, what was her name? Those of you this watching, the first day. those of you who watch the YouTube channel know that Frank and I do this differently. Yeah, and I think it's delightful because Frank's just surrounded by paper, and and he's looking on his phone and stuff. And I'm well, just... I only look on the phone if I have to do a last minute change in my stories. So oh. I come prepared, Dan. You do come prepared, but I had to do a last minute change on this. Um, but McKenna Denson is her name. Okay, I hope she keeps it up. I hope she doesn't settle at least for a while. I hope she. She, I mean, I'm sure it's better for her if she does, and and I want her to do what's best for her. But it's better for I us. Want for her to do what damages the church the most. Yeah, and that's the truth. I don't want. I you know I don't care about damaging the church. I care about holding the church accountable. And and so I and it's the two sides of the same coin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just look better than you do right now. That's all. I can want the church damaged. I think it's a. Bad organization. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, so I'm going to move along to. Uh, so we all know the name Stormy Daniels at this point, the most famous porn star in the world right now, not for her porn. No. Um, though I'm guessing she's probably like her porn's probably super popular too. I'm guessing she's pre- there's probably been an uptick in her porn. Yeah. In her in in viewing of her yeah, her exactly, stuff, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so a very very delightful thing happened. It's silly and stupid, but somebody named uh, Angela Stalkup, uh, w- whose handle on Twitter is at Angela underscore Stalkup, okay, uh, tweeted. Stormy Daniels is the member of the First Baptist Church in Dallas, Texas. Now, I don't know what Angela Stalkup's uh, motivation was in tweeting out where uh, Stormy Daniels is apparently the member of, <laughs> which church. Okay. Uh, but I just had to do this story because of Stormy's response, which was this, quote, this is a tweet. Uh, quote, this is the most, this is the most offensive lie I've read about my, read about myself to date. Can we please go back to calling me a drug addicted male prostitute from outer space? Thanks. (laughs) 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 Oh, Oh, she just, you know. I watched that interview with her. Yeah, that Anderson Cooper did. <laughs> I like her. She's she's a firecracker. Yeah, <laughs> I just love that. Yeah, somebody's like, "Hey, come to this church. A famous porn star comes to our church." That's amazing. <laughs> she's like, "Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> that will not be happening." <laughs> I mean, I had lost a lot of respect for her. Not for porn. That's great. Uh, I lost a lot of respect for her when I found out that she slept with that man. Yeah. Because gross. Yeah. The That's... grossest part still in my mind is the the whitey tidies. <laughs> <laughs> Bend don't, over. No, don't. Pull oh. down your pants. I'm going to spank you. And he leaves his whitey tidies oh, on. Oh, God. <laughs> it's so gross. It's so gross. But that... <clears throat> But this tweet goes a long way toward me. 
<laughs> respecting her again. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I like her. The, but the, that uh, particular church, by the way, um, is the home of Pastor Robert Jeffress, who oh. I, we've talked about, and is and is a perpetual Trump supporter. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Well, speaking of uh, church and supporting church, yeah, uh, Church of England, C of E. I've heard yeah. of it. Yeah, uh, they uh, they're uh, currently undergoing a change in how they collect the the offerings uh-huh. from the the congregants. Sure, right? Uh, they're going cashless. They're uh, they're getting a little uh, uh, debit. Card system. Little cards, swiper, swipers, chips, the, or whatever. The contactless system. Oh. Apparently. Apple Pay? Can I use Apple Pay? Perhaps. <laughs> just get out my phone and just boop. <laughs> I'll just give them a little boop. Uh, yeah, they um, they have decided that this is... Uh, they need to make these fi- these financial transactions easier mm. for their for their parishioners get into the 21st century you know, baby and, and this is the reason millennials aren't coming what? you know it's just no it's, it's the reason they're, they're not so... giving <laughs> <laughs> nobody has cash anymore right um yeah so they oh, it's smart i think they they're gonna see to an introduce uptick. the system uh in 16,000 churches and cathedrals. Holy shit. They're, they're going, they just want to go. They're going whole big. hog they're, on this They're all system. in. Uh, initially, the payment machines will, will only be used for funeral fees, uh, wedding notices, or maybe to buy a cup of coffee. Oh, right. sure. After, after the services. I said, well, yeah, it seems strange. Mm. That's what this article you're, suggests. You're not... Starbucks, you can't charge me for. You give me coffee for free. Uh, God damn it! But then, as time goes on, the plan is to make it available for the the weekly uh, in service offerings. They can just uh, have a station at every uh, all, all along the pews. You yeah. just bloop. Well, you know, you could instead of passing the plate, you just pass a card reader. You don't have to pass anything. I just in on the back of every pew. Oh, on the right back of there. the pew in front of you. Yeah, and then if you hear something you like, you just give another dollar. <laughs> Bloop! You just every time you you feel something, the you know you've got you've got a, a vicar up there who's just yeah. like every time you hear something, just give it a little boop. Yeah, little boop. Yeah. Have you have you booped today? Yeah. The financial fees are just are really gonna rack up though. I wonder if I mean they're big enough. Could they be there? Could could yeah? I mean you they they can get a good deal on merchant services. Do you think so? I think they can. Yeah, they, they can. <laughs> Yeah. Talk them down a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, tap and go is <laughs> what this go, is baby. also known as. Uh, we don't really use it here in the United States. I had to kind of... It, it does exist, yeah. but it's not... Apparently, it's just the way it works in the UK. And so, uh, people are uh, looking forward to this. It's uh, it's nutty. <laughs> I mean, you know, churches need to, to innovate. They, they have to stay current, you it, know. It, well, if no. People aren't carrying let's, cash. Let's man. let's let's rewind a little bit. They they have to stay ten to twenty years behind current, <laughs> constantly for all things, and it's a struggle. And it's rough. Even then, it's hard. You know, Mormons are the worst at it. Because how? Are they, oh, I know. <laughs> you still put your money in the envelope, right? Like a check. Yeah. Go write a check. 
Do right. they do that? I don't know. Do sure they have they some do. Little- I don't know. The LDS church, you would think they'd have like some kind of online portal that you can pay your tithing on. You know? Tithing.lds.org or something. Some kind of EFT automatic deduction. Login. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Set it up with your payroll. Yeah. Just comes directly out. Direct deposit. Yeah. Bloop. (laughs) You can choose if it's 10% of your gross or your net, but they'll know. They'll know. And do you really want gross? Or net blessings or gross blessings. Right. I think it's all very gross. Yeah. But that's <laughs> that's the attitude. It is. The more you give, the more faithful you are. Yeah. And the more God will bless you. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna take us to Germany. And when I say when I when you think of Germany, mm-hmm. what you think of is Hinduism. That's not what I think of. Oh. I think of Wiener, Wiener Schnitzel and Strudel. Uh, Wiener Schnitzel is Austrian, my friend. Is it? It's it's named after Vienna. Wien. That's not. That's a hundred percent true. <laughs> Wiener a Wiener is some someone or something from Vienna. Oh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> now that I've amply corrected you, okay, uh, on your on your your misnomers, um, so. A group called Bhakti Marga mm-hmm. is healing Nazi concentration camps mm. by chanting Om there. Oh. No, Om. <laughs> uh, they're purifying the sites, mm. according to themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not an entirely uncontroversial thing to be doing. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of uh, question as to whether they're just trying to sort of whitewash history mm. or make it go away in some way. Oh. Because their claim is that they're going there and they're chanting Om for enough period of time. And then they're making all the bad juju gone. Isn't that nice? They uh, they had a chanting session this wow. month at uh, at Buchenwald, uh, <clears throat> which the 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 administration of the camp uh, supported, and they got they got the uh, support of the local Jewish community. Right. But it's still it's such a oh, you know so Christian a lot going groups on here. Christian groups go and pray there, and Muslim groups go and pray there, <clears throat> and there's just it's all. I honestly believe it's all good-hearted. Right. Like, they're going and trying to sort of take negativity. Like, these people are literally trying to take negativity, negative energy. Right. In the air quotes. Mm -hmm. Because what the fuck does that even mean? Mm. And turn it into positive energy, also in air quotes. Because it doesn't mean anything. Wow. And apparently the way to do that is to say... The word om a whole bunch of times. So here's the deal. Let's just say yeah. that this all worked. Okay. Right. Let's say there was... Which I think we can definitely say. <laughs> well, okay. First of all, <clears throat> there there is some remnant nastiness, right, that is... That that's real and it's tarnishing this this it's negative energy. I'll right? I'll read you a quote from the Swami. Okay. Uh 
Pashma Param no, Paramahamsa Vishwanadanda. Very good. Is the name of the guy uh, who said, uh, what happened in these places is still happening in the etheric and astral realms. Okay. Only Ohm has the power to heal these places. So he believes that, right? Yes. But what we're exposing by this whole thing is that, like, that, that everybody else believes it, too. That there's actually something negative about this. Because they're wanting to hold on to that, right? They're... they're mm. w- why would you object to it being cleansed? Well, here's the thing, right? Or whitewashing history. How is this whitewashing history? Well, I think that the possible objection is that if they are claiming that now this place is positively energy charged, right? Does that diminish the the what it stands for, which is a, a sort of a monument to never again, right? You know what I mean? And so you need the negative energy. And the power, the power of it is that people go in and and feel the potency of the of the horrific occurrences that happened there. I mean, when I went to Auschwitz, right? It's powerful because you have to look at the horrors, right? But the but the only way to get rid of that is to get rid of the hits. The, is to tear it all down and build an apartment complex. Right. I think what's ridiculous is the concept that you can cleanse the negative energy of such a place because, A, it's not the place that has negative energy. Right. It's the events it's the that history. occurred there. And it's, it's the history. It's facing it. Right. So I think the concept is r- absurd on its face. What, what you- are we going to do? I'm, I'm going to go to Buchenwald now and be like, oh, this place is really nice. Yeah. It feels great here now. Right, even Do when I feel think how positive about, this is, when I think about what happened, right, I still, I just the negative energy it's is just not here just anymore. The, the place is so upbeat did now. Did somebody come in and do some feng shui? Who did something here? Because this place feels fabulous. <laughs> so, I can so I get? I'm going to get a nice riesling, <laughs> and just I think I'm going to have a picnic. Yeah, right at the cafe. Sure. Right. This place is great. Yeah, because really, they just had <laughs> the ovens facing the wrong direction. Right. Right. And now they've put a little water feature in. It's got some flow. And there's, you know, some uh, something reflective and something blue, mm-hmm. something old, <laughs> something new. Oh, no, it's a marriage venue. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. I, I think, why not? Why not? You know. Now that it's so positive. What a beautiful sort of, you know, industrial, you know. Again, I feel like these people... I have just a fucking terrible. Like, it, it's cuckoo land, Dan. Yeah, I, it's masturbatory, and I, I well, I shouldn't say that because I have, I because I like masturbation, and I this, but this is just. Well, our religious tradition wants to honor yours by fixing something, right? You know what I mean? Like, let's. How can we, as a religious tradition, make your tragedy about us? Right. I think it's bullshit. I'm mad. <laughs> I actually wasn't going into this uh, story mm. anticipating being mad, but now I'm mad. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> also, I, there's a picture of all these Hindus chanting. And uh, what do you notice? They all wearing uh, 
It looks cold. What I noticed is they're all white. Oh. I don't see a single person of, like, Asian descent in there. Ah. Not a single Indian or, or, or uh, you know, Tibetan or whatever. Uh-huh. I, don't, I don't see a single person in there. That they're all, it's all a bunch of white folk. Well, yeah. <clears throat> so. That makes perfect sense to me. I wasn't imagining. <laughs> well, a when bunch I was. Of, like, <laughs> you're not allowed to convert India. to Hinduism. When I was in India, there are, the reason that, like, Hare Krishna was invented was because it was something that you that the non the non Indian folk who weren't born into it could convert to hmm. because Hinduism, at least as it's practiced in parts of India, right? You don't get to convert to it. You're born into it. Well, they clearly are doing some conversion somewhere. Yeah. So, Swami, you know, unpronounceable name is uh, is definitely <laughs> totally into it. All right. Well, Dan. Yeah. I'm sure people have something to say about the show. Yeah. I mean, I guess so. Hey, so if you'd like to say something about it, write into us. Podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you could call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, we enjoy that. Hey, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, and uh, click that like button. And while on Facebook, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge. Request to join. It is a closed group, but we'll let you in. Yes, indeed. Dan. Yeah. It's time to do some uh, listening. Oh, no, I don't like it. We got some. I don't want to listen. (laughs) I'm a talker. Yeah. That's why I got a podcast. Indeed. Two podcasts. Indeed. All right. We got uh, Dave Dobenmeyer. Yeah. Uh, that's Coach that. Dave. Yep. That's right. Um, he is, um, you know, he, he goes about his life finding things to be outraged by. It's his job. He's, uh, you know, a, an angry middle-aged white man who uh, he, he's, he's bringing up some issues and saying them in such a way. Right, this guy, that, you, you guys, <laughs> this clip. Yeah, I'm. I'm telling you, if it's if the 1950s, or rather, and you and I were talking about this before, if a uh, if a white male, it's memory of the 1950s became sentient <laughs> and just started looking at current society yeah and only at like a very small segment of current society and then just started yelling that's what this (laughs) clip is it's insane everywhere they go they're being sissified they're being sissified in school they're being sissified at uh, in church they're being sissified on the job they're being sissified in the home the daddies have become sissies the daddies won't speak back to their to the bossy wives because they want to get laid. And so mom runs the house. Mom runs everything. Dad goes out and earns all the money. The kids never see dad take a stand for anything except maybe the Buckeyes or the Bengals or the Browns. But they never see their dad ever take a stand for anything. And so the kids, the parents, if they do take the kids to church, which doesn't happen very much, 
they take their kids to the church and the kids walk in there and they, they, they watch what goes on in church and they see the sissy man standing up in front and they parents go home and they never talk about religion in their life. They never have family prayer in their life. They never have family devotionals in their life. They never have anything. And when the kids get 18 and they run off to college and they get introduced to Mr. Budweiser and Mr. Vagina, it's over. Religion out the door. And we've never, we don't teach our kids virtue. We don't teach our young men to honor a woman. We don't teach a young man that a real man of God does not take advantage sexually of a woman, that a real man of God is virtuous and stands up and defends, protects women, that a real man of God has a moral center and a moral compass that will not be changing with the whims of the day. We don't teach that. Why? Because there isn't any right or wrong. You can be a man and sleep with another man. You can be a woman and sleep with another woman. You can be a man who kills your baby. You can be a man that impregnates a lady and lets her kill her baby. But you're not allowed to have any opinion on it. You just got to sit there in the corner, shut up, and let the women do whatever they want to do. That, in a nutshell, is what's going on in American society. So I throw that one on the table. Somebody climb on in. Well, Coach, should so let me ask you, how should a man treat those te- – a teenage man – treat those teenage women should he treat them like ladies do they act like ladies we got a problem don't we jared no they don't act like ladies they don't act like ladies and why don't they act like ladies can i tell you why can i tell you why because they're fighting to get on top the wives are fighting to get on top the girlfriends are fighting to get on top the girls are competing in for college scholarships the girls are competing for jobs not that girls shouldn't but that's what has thrown our culture and society out of whack. Now, here's one I never. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, Lord, I got you. Women hey. pastors. Hang on a minute. Women pastors. Somebody just help me with this one, okay? You never hear me talk much about it. Women pastors, okay? Pastor, a woman who pastors a church, a married woman who pastors a church. I ask myself one simple question. Is she also, if she's the pastor and the head of the church, is she also the head of the home? And if she's not the head of the home, what is she doing being the head of the church? And if she is the head of the home, what's wrong with her husband? (laughs) My God. Uh, This man. Wow. Is, I mean, I, he, he is saying what is going on. In that middle-aged man's mind who is sitting in the corner and not he's not saying anything. He's completely disengaged from his family. And, and every once in a while he speaks up, but it's like he would never dare say what's really on his mind. But he'll go into the voting booth and he will vote right. as an angry white man. Well, And what's amazing is that when it actually comes out like this, when we actually get to hear it instead of uh, instead of the, you know, in most of our lives, there's a man who is who believes this. Yeah. But he doesn't say it out loud. So he never actually, like, gets a chance to hear the cognitive dissonance that's happening. Yeah. yeah. Like, when he's, when Dave's, when Coach Dave is ranting, and he says, the women are fighting to get on top. They're, and he's clearly outraged by this. Right. How dare they? Right. They should, they have no right to fight to get on top. And then he says, not that they shouldn't. Right. Because he hasn't thought any of this through. No. Except has, for the fact, yeah. He has feelings yeah. that are competing with any kind of logic that he bothers to employ, which right. usually he doesn't. Right. 
he I mean that's a very sissified take on things. I get it. <laughs> I'm totally a sissy. The pro the, the the what what is alarming and concerning to me though is that these men who were being silent are now starting to actually speak up and talk to each other and mm. validate each other. And a, a man who feels that way, right, and yeah. watches Coach Dave feels like he just heard some truth. Yeah. He just heard Finally, somebody. somebody said it out loud. Yeah. <laughs> what is wrong with this world? Ugh. All these sissy boys. And these overpowering women. Yeah. Who are getting jobs, competing for scholarships. Not that they shouldn't. Right. But they shouldn't. Right. Not that they shouldn't, but they are, but they shouldn't, but right. I don't like it. <laughs> Mr. Budweiser and Mr. Vagina walking Mr. around on those Vagina. college campuses. Mr. Vagina. Why not Ms. Vagina? Mm. No, nothing that has that much power over him could be a woman. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and the whole so women bizarre. pastor thing at the end, the whole like he is pissed. Who's oh. who's going to be the head of the household? What what if what if I'm just throwing it out there? There was a household that didn't have a head. I get I get it. I'm sissy. Right. But what if there what if wasn't someone together? in charge? Yeah. What if that happened? Yeah. <laughs> what would happen then? Oh, the world just... would come to an end. Yeah. The entire world is coming to an end. Mm. A sissified, these unladylike end to the world. Yeah, I know. Oh, it's very, just the it's worst. Very frustrating. It's frightening. Uh, I believe we had a voicemail. Uh, we did have a voicemail from, uh, you know, someone who listens to the show. People listen Dan. to this show? Somebody. Why would anyone listen to this actually, show? Actually, uh, wrote down our, the telephone number. I'll remind people of it. 424-666-8442. We say it every, write it down. every show. And, uh, and then call us. And this is, uh, this is what he did. So let's, he's responding to, to something that we said about millennials leaving religion. Oh. And, uh... And I can't remember exactly what we said the reasons were, oh, but he ha he's show. coming in and has uh, his own experience to share. Sure. Hey, guys. Uh, my name is Chance. Uh, I listened to uh, a call in yesterday about uh, why millennials are leaving religion. Uh, I thought I would weigh in as a millennial and just say that the reason I left is because um, after 12 years from, from K-5 to 12th grade, so I guess that's actually uh, 13 years um, of being in a Christian school and being taught the earth was 6,000 years old. Uh, I had a gay friend after high school and I started to question that belief. And from that, I started to question, uh, you know, science and, and everything else and my whole worldview. And it just kind of fell apart until I realized that I was atheist. Uh, but I think that a big reason is that, there's there's stuff like that about people having people in their lives that they care about that aren't as afraid as they used to be to say, I'm gay, I'm atheist, I'm, you know, whatever, that 
kind of goes against the status quo of Christianity and, and many other religions, or Christianity in my case at least. Um, and so that's that's really why I, I left. And so I thought I would just share that. So uh, thanks, guys. I uh, love the show. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for uh, for calling in. Uh, gay yeah. people are ruining religion. Well, here's the deal. Religion, I'm not really, but church, going to church. Uh-huh was always already ruined it always sucked <laughs> yes right? the only difference is and this is goes to the root of his point is that now people are speaking out and 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 saying i'm different i'm this i'm that and church doesn't work for me blah 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 and you're able to just be like oh yeah me too right right oh yeah or not because, even like i'm all that different but i just hated it too right because 40 years ago 50 60 years ago and then for eternity before that, if you said, no, I reject these divinity claims, I reject mm-hmm. these church claims, you would be burned. You know what I, you know what I mean? Like you would be right. or shunned. a social outcast yeah. or worse. Right. And so that was, that was the control. And so nobody liked it, but nobody wanted to be the person who came forward. Right. You know? And so, so yeah. now what a you glorious got, time. You got bozos on the internet just doing entire weekly shows about not yeah. about being atheists. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Now we have atheist friends and gay friends. Yeah. Gay folk and atheists and it's the best the internet is honestly. I mean, because I'm I'm quick to judge the internet. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, of course. But it is just fantastic. It's a it, it's, it's changed. It, it, it's 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 it has dumb its, to say. It sounds it has, dumb. Well, to it say. has its but negative it's changed, things. It has changed everything. <clears throat> it right? has changed everything. And and it's uh, this this the ability to have access to people around the world and information that wasn't readily available before. Right. Has just it is. I love it because of what it's doing to churches and religion and uh, in general. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and in and this I heart now I heart this. part of this is we can say started. Before the internet came around, because as gay people started to come out of the closet, mm-hmm. as gay people started to be openly gay, right, more visible and defying social convention, sure, in that insanely brave way that right. they did, but it was still just a small percentage, that right, could, that could do it, that felt safe to do it. But the more they did it, uh-huh. the more people started asking questions, and it it would have eventually, it, okay. Fair enough. It would have eventually gotten maybe to the point that we're at right now, but the internet accelerated it. The internet exploded it. It just. Put, but I mean, I think it was Will and Grace that. that really did the trick. <laughs> Fuck Will and Grace. I'm just kidding. Fuck uh, that show. Except for the fact that it there was exposure and you had a straight actor. Yeah, let's not playing, forget. It was a big know, deal. It was a big fucking deal. It was a like. So it, was Billy Crystal on soap. Yeah. Even though he was playing a cl- a clown. Yeah. Right. It was. Just, uh, but but like it. But then so. Yeah, it becomes more visible, and then your gay cousin comes out of the closet, and then you have to decide, uh, do I reject my cousin that I loved, or my brother, or my sister, or whatever, or do I reject this church? And it puts you in a conundrum. Right. And then what happened is that people started saying out loud, I'm atheist. Right. And And not being afraid. Right. Oh, no, I don't believe in God. Right. And then everybody was like, wait. That's one of the options, right? What? Yeah, yeah. I'm literally surprised in my life 
when I encounter somebody who believes at this point. Oh my God. It's, because it's, th- it's a little bit of a, yeah. When you're, when you're with a bunch of people and everybody's having a good time and, and then someone's like, Oh no, I, I believe in God. <laughs> it becomes this. Oh, Oh, how very strange. What a novel idea. <laughs> it's quaint. <laughs> what an interesting thing. I didn't know any of you still existed. Sadly, we live in little bubbles, Dan. Yes, yes. What delightful bubbles they are. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Just bathe in bubbleness. Now, the thing, though, that I do encounter all the time in this non-believing sphere Mm -hmm. is woo. Oh, God. It's so weird. The woo. How, Dan? How how is it that, that people who have otherwise gotten themselves out of a belief system, right? That that is unsavory and, and, and whatnot, right? People and then want they to hurl themselves into weird restricted diets, and people want magic, baby. <laughs> they want magic. They don't want to deal with the reality that, like, we're stuck with, you know, very in, you know, our our medical science is great, but there's so much it can't help you with. Right. It, and, you know, the, so, yeah, you want the miracle cure. Right. You want the, the miracle fat burning. But a whatever. diet that's based on your blood type, Dan. Yeah. This is what I'm talking about. There's a guy in my play. I'm in a play right now. And there's a guy in my play. Lo, I, he's delightful. I love him to death. Uh-huh. Has 2,000 rituals that he does. He's oil pulling. Oh, yeah. He's taking the probiotic. Uh-huh. He's doing all the things. I asked him, what is that supposed to do? Uh-huh. I'm, I'm talking right now about him swishing coconut oil in his mouth for 20 minutes and not being able to talk to us. <laughs> talking, talking like this while we're trying to have a conversation. Like, and I's like, what, so tell me what you, what's supposed to be happening. He starts, boy, the second someone says the word toxins, you know they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> that word is code for I don't know what I'm talking about. If you are using that word... In your daily life, you don't know what you're talking about. Do right. some research. A toxin's a real thing. Yeah. And if you can't name the actual toxin that you're targeting, mm-hmm. you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. The, the latest one that I heard uh, is uh, neurotoxins in uh, dryer sheets. Okay. VX. Yeah. Okay. Sarin. Sure. Wh- wh- which one? Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> And and laundry detergent. Yeah. And it's just like, no, no, there's not. There's so not. I actually challenged him to, I, you know, I was actually apologetic because I, I was, I, I challenged him on a lot of the stuff, but you know, it's, it's a friendly environment. You don't need to yeah. shit on somebody's thing. Well, essentially so, it's the workplace, Dan, is yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. And so, and, and so there, there I backed off, I backed you know. off and then he was like, no, 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 it's okay. And then he pulled up a website and handed it to me that was like a list of claims uh-huh. without a list of support, support yeah, for those yeah, claims. Yeah. A couple of them had some support. It seems some research may have been done on like, maybe it's better, you know, it's it's as good for halitosis as mouthwash. Why, well, if it's, why not mouthwash? What's wrong with mouthwash? Was there something oh, that was yeah, there's bad some, about oh, mouthwash? Yeah, there, they had something about how it's... And maybe there's actually like some some research in Mexico was saying that 
it's linked to some sort of cancer or something. I don't know. Just pr- brush your fucking teeth. Yeah. Just whatever. I don't know. Chew a gum. I don't. I, but <laughs> anyway. But of course, he was claiming that it pulls all the toxins out, just like nice. you know the pads that go on your feet. They pull toxins out. That's well. That's like a given. Dan, Obviously. that is so widely accepted Obviously. that those things work. It's unbelievable to me. Oh, my God. Okay. 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 All right. Just, we have some people to thank, do we? We do. Okay. Yes. Patrons. Help, uh, help us. On Patreon. We went down a rabbit hole there. Yeah. Well, it's, it's an easy one to go down, yeah. Dan. Yeah. Um, these are folks, Dan. Who are these people? Who have, they have gone to our website, uh, thankgodometheus.com. Right. And they clicked on the support tab. Now, if some of you tried to do this this last week, uh, the site was down for a second. It is supposed to be back up later today. We've got our entire uh, IT department working <laughs> round the clock, uh, which consists, I believe unfortunately... It, I, I trust that it will be up by the end of today. Okay. Which means, by the time you're listening to this, folks, it's back up and running. Right. Uh, so you go to thinkoutimatheist.com and click on the support tab. It takes you to Patreon. Uh, and, uh, yeah, let's thank these folks. Uh, we have Dwayne, who is a new faithful listener. Mm. And we have Jamie, who's a new venerable listener. Uh, and Dwayne so- and Jamie both get access to an ad-free version of the show. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and Jamie gets, uh, access to the Frank and Dan Diaries. Okay. So, so uh, that's, and, and that is, and also, uh, they're just better people. So if you want to be a good person <laughs> and not a freeloader, well, that's Dan's perspective. Uh, then, uh, then I help. What, a, I what Coach just, Dave's perspective. It just helps us out. It's yeah. just it, it, you know we 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 put this out into the world every week and uh, and it helps us out and you get yeah. access to the ad free show. Yeah, and yeah, Dan. Yes, as always. Oh, there's somebody else. We must thank. Praise be unto our her. Lord and Savior, yeah. the Archangel herself. Angela! Angela! Uh, praise be upon her, and, uh, and Allah, Allahu Angela Bar. <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks. Dan! Yeah. Dan! What? Huh? Dan! Huh? Uh, that's, that's the show 20, 30 years from now. Yeah. It's just me. Her. What? <laughs> Who did it? I still don't believe in God. <laughs> uh, yeah. Nobody does anymore, Grandpa. Hey, I was first. <laughs> still doing the show. Like yeah. Four people are listening. Right. Yeah. It's just all it, our other listeners just are, are dead. How the nursing home keeps you and me sharp. <laughs> We're fucking Statler and Waldorf sitting in there in the nursing home. Twelve hours a day, live stream, yelling Frank and in, Dan. Yelling into an internet that no longer exists. <laughs> anyway, this week, Dan. Yeah. This past weekend, in fact, was General Conference. Mm. Uh the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints, the, the Mormons, Mormons, uh the LDS Church, whatever you want to call it. The downtown church, the corporate church. Yeah. The uh, Brighamites. The Brighamites. Uh, they, they have their semi-annual general conference. Yeah. Twice a year. Yep. They, we, we talk about it quite a bit. Uh, it's, it's usually, it's just the meeting, the big meeting where 
a whole bunch of very boring old white men get up and blather. <laughs> it's yeah, indeed. Just, it's interminable, it's slow, and Mormons <laughs> hypnotize themselves into thinking that it's great. Yeah. They, do, they have this amazing trick where something that is objectively awful. They get to go and listen to the prophet. They get to the Lord's prophet. You know, I, you know, I, I mentioned earlier that I, I'm in this play and, you know, we're uh, many of the, our cast members are from out of town, New Yorkers, Los Angeles. Right. Uh, and so they don't know anything about the Mormon church. And one of them was like, I learned something about the Mormons today that really freaks me out. Mm -hmm. They think they have a living prophet mm. and i was like oh yeah <laughs> he was like but that means that like you can't talk about anything having been incorrect about being incorrect about the church or whatever because there's this living guy who talks to god and i was like yeah 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 hit the nail on the head there it's one of their biggest problems it's, it's one of the, i mean they they call it their biggest selling point right it's like the greatest feature of the church right. is also its biggest problem. Right. Right. Because it doesn't age well. No. Right. In fact, it's well, it is aging. Especially not when you're, I mean, it ages <laughs> when you go from, uh, when, you know, when your 90-something-year-old prophet dies and he's replaced by a 90-something-year-old prophet. Yeah. It's aging. It's aging. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this was... Uh, Russell M. Nelson's first general conference, first first big, as big outing as the as the, the big the big, the big uh, prophet, the hot, prophet seer and revelator, the president gun. of the church. Yeah, and uh, and it was almost as if he had been sitting on uh, a bunch of reforms. This dude been, was ready to go. Yeah, he launched some stuff because Tommy Monson wasn't doing anything. He was uh, just sitting there. He was delirious through the last three years. <laughs> yeah. It was or more and more. So some of the things that happened, and some of this will mean more or less to you, mm. depending on your really inside yeah. experience of Mormonism. We'll try not to make <laughs> this a deep dive, you guys, because <laughs> we'll, we'll a try. lot of it is... We'll explain as we go. Uh, one of the big changes is um, the Mormon church had... Uh, one of the burdens that it placed on its membership, uh, one which, of the many burdens, which yeah, the, was of the myriad burdens that <laughs> that were that became yours yeah. with entry into this church, was was this idea that every active adult member of the church uh, was sort of paired up with somebody else from their congregation, yeah, and they would go and they would visit other members of the congregation, yeah, both people who the, the kinds of folk who show up every single week to church and also the less active members of the church they right. would this was kind of a continuing sort of outreach program to kind of try to bring people back in it was a fellowshipping type tool didn't it was work a, very well it was a usually keeping tabs and a yeah like preaching at each other yeah you're supposed to like it deliver was, a message from it's like mutual re-indoctrination right so you're one At of your those home. people who has to go out as a home teacher, right? Or yep. a visiting teacher if you're one of the sisters. Yeah, right? these are these are two different programs. Right. One's for men because they're important and right. one's for women. And the women only really talk to the other women. Right. The but the men go out and talk to the family. The whole family. Right. 
and uh, and you would share the, uh, a message in the church uh, monthly periodical called the Enzyme, right. right? Or at least in English, that's what it's called. And they, uh, this is the same message that somebody would come to your house and share it to you, yeah, right. So, and that you would have just read because it's in the Enzyme it's in your magazine. <laughs> so it's, it's, so it's just it was just awful. It was an awful thing. So anyway, it's just boom, done, gone. This is now gone. Ish. It, ish. <laughs> they have replaced it with a program called Ministering, uh, which is, sounds strangely Protestant. It doesn't sound Mormon at it all. It, it, it's really a, a weird word to come in. Yeah. Uh, and it, from my understanding, it's really going to be about reaching. The, it's more the reaching out to the less active and going to visiting the elderly or the sick. It's not this bugging each other every well, single week. Thing. And. And these these older these other programs, the visiting teaching and the home teaching, you had to keep like a log of everybody, yeah. and you had to report right back, like everybody that you did, like they were keeping track of if you're doing it right. And Apparently, that's mo- largely yeah. So the stats, toned down the stats aspect has been stripped out of it. Yeah. So now it's just hey, s- you know, old sister so and so, you know. She she could use a good visit, yeah, from time to time. Now now it's it's your job to sort of you step sort up of vaguely it. keep tabs and yeah. uh, and and check in. And it sounds like it's a little bit more volunteer, yeah, oriented as well. It's it's if it's a, just going to be a burden for you, don't do it. It shouldn't be a burden for you, and they'll guilt trip you about oh, that. Oh, they will, but <laughs> they will. But I'm I'm sorry. But every every member a missionary, every member a minister. Uh, I don't think it's going to work like they hope it will. It's, I think there will be you those what, in the ward who step up, and there will be those who don't. It's not the and, Mormon church I know. Yeah. That's not the Mormon church I know. <laughs> Another big change. Hashtag not my Mormons. Um, was they did away with the high priest group. Yeah, so... Uh, nutty cuckoo. What, these so, old men, it, where, where did their nap time go? Right. At church. The uh, the Mormons, uh, as as you may recall from previous episodes, but you may not, of our show... The the Mormon all Mormon men have priesthood. Mm-hmm. If you're worthy, mm-hmm. and worthiness is uh, determined by your your bishop, mm-hmm. um, at the age of twelve, <laughs> fucking twelve years of age, they start you off with training wheel. Boy, boy, boys in the church are are granted lower priesthood, uh-huh. and then it, and then you just sort of rise up through the ranks. It starts with a white belt, and then you go to the purple belt. <laughs> so no way. True. Uh, so it's, not true. Uh, but it is weird to explain to people, like, when I say that I was, you know, by 12 I was a deacon. Mm. By 14 I was a teacher. Uh-huh. Uh, not allowed to teach anybody. No. Just what the group That's is just called. just the name. Yep. Uh, 16, I'm ordained a priest. Yeah. In, that's meaningless. At eighteen, I was an elder, right? Yeah. An elder yeah. in the church. I mean, the the immortal <laughs> words of Inigo Montoya echo through the halls of. I, I don't think that word means what you think it means, because they don't know how to use the words. Yeah. So, so anyway, then you get into elder. Then you get if you know if you're extra good. 
well, you become a high priest. So the deal is that certain callings for men required sort of this higher level of priesthood. So they would right. be they would be called to be a high priest. Well, they've done away with that group. I think they need to have like robes and a cane and and like a staff if you're a high priest. Yeah. Well, do you remember? You may or may not remember this, but when we were we tykes, the ward still had seventy. <sighs> right. Really? Yeah. And they did away with that probably... What does that even mean? It was just another group of, of men in the priesthood. Not and 70 of them. No. Maybe they were in their 70s. But they had... There were local 70s groups. Like, like they, were, they, were, they were meant to be the, the general authorities of, of that ward. I don't know. I, I, I don't remember how it worked. I just remember that it existed. You guys, it's my... all so dumb. <laughs> you guys, I'm sorry. So, okay. So the point of this is, okay, so we've, we've given two big, these are the two big examples. There were other sort of administrative changes that happened as well. Right. But the, the, what this led me to was this, this, this realization of how really just dumb this whole thing is, right? Yeah. Because... Mormons are sitting there in general conference and they're listening to this and they're having what they would call faith promoting experiences. Mm. They are feeling the spirit. The, the Jesus is bearing testimony to them that this is good, that this is right, that this is true. And all it is, is an administrative change. There's nothing doctrinal. There's nothing, there's nothing new. There's no, no new knowledge. There's no new revelation about the, the world or the universe or anything, anything. No. This is simply a structural change in the church. And Mormons sit there and feel the spirit while this is happening. Yeah. That this is right. And, and, and that the, the prophet is inspired to do this. And, and it really like led me down this like rabbit hole of just thoughts about how, you know, like how fucking nutto yeah. the Mormons are compared to mainline Christianity. Now, Mormons claim to be Christians, but I there are so many ways to make the argument that they're not. And I think this is another one, which is Christians have a, they they. They, their, rela their relationship, their special relationship is with Christ, right? And Mormons, their special relationship is with the church. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. The first thing out of their mouth when they start, to, when they get up to bear their testimony is, and I believe the church is true. Yeah. And then they go to the prophet Joseph Smith, and then somewhere down the line, at some point, they might actually say, I believe Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior or my Redeemer or my... They're, they, they, they might actually but they might, struggle with the language about Jesus. They might even the skip that part because... They might. Because, and this is a thing that they do, like there's a monthly meeting devoted to everybody. It's it's open mic night and, they, and everybody gets to go up and just... <laughs> Bear their testimony. This is what in the lieu whole, of normal Sunday services, right? Yeah. This is what there's. This is what it's for, and so and you know not everybody does it. Mm -hmm. You're not required to do it, but no. people get up in front of their 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 uh, parish, uh -huh. their ward, congregation, is what, the, is what they call it. Yeah, and they say, and and it becomes very rote sometimes. Uh -huh. They start by almost everybody starts the same way. I'd like to bear my testimony that I know this church is true. Yeah. I know that Joseph Smith was a true prophet, that I know that Russell M. Nelson or whoever the dude is for right now is uh -huh. a true prophet of God, blah, blah, blah. And then maybe they relay some 
personal anecdote that uh-huh. happened to them. And then they say, in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Yeah. But they, and they may throw in a, and I am grateful for the redemption of the Lord, or I'm, right. you know, I'm grateful for, I'm so grateful, but it's usually about the gospel uh-huh. or it's about the church. Right. And Jesus is not, yeah, you're right. Yeah. He doesn't always make the cut. No. Their relation, and frankly, if there's one thing that we've learned from this particular general conference, their relationship is to a, 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 a bureaucracy. Yeah, it is. They care so much about the bureaucracy and the administration of the things yeah. and the rules. They need their rules. They're in right. it for the rules. Absolutely they are. Because, I mean, I can hear... I. I I have not and I will not speak about any of these changes with my parents. Right. Mm, no. But I can hear my dad talking about, you know, and speculating at this change and that change and what it really all means. And, and like, he loved that shit, loves that shit. He's still alive. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's, it's just, it was this really eye opening moment for me when I, when I kind of had that realization this week. That it is, that it is a cult. Uh, I like your 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 use of the word bureaucracy. Yeah, it's a cult of bureaucracy. It's a cult of it's amazing of officiousness. Only right? the Mormons, they, only the Mormons could be that into fucking bureaucracy <laughs> like that. I've it's never occurred to me before this moment. <laughs> but what sets them apart as a religion, and it explains. A whole fucking lot is that they're they worship fucking bureaucracy. Holy shit, that's crazy. Yeah, I'm literally in shock right now because that's the truth. I will say this: uh, if you want to see how into sort of just the propriety of the rules they are, uh-huh. go online. You can find it. It's out there. This particular uh, general conference. Um, uh, Dallin Oaks got up and was like welcoming new, uh, important people to, to the dais, uh-huh. to the, uh, what do they call it? He uses a different word to their seats uh-huh. behind the, the speakers. Right. Um, they had some new, because of the, because of the whole reshuffle of everything and because people had died, uh-huh. they needed to get some new general authorities in there. Two new members of the Quorum of the Twelve right. who are people of color? What? It's amazing. Well, <laughs> and then a bunch of like, you know. I don't want to quibble about persons of color, but well, we, won't, we, won't, we won't go there. Well, yeah. Well, okay. One person from Brazil and then one person who is of Asian descent. Anyway. An Asian American. Yeah. And then, uh, and then and, I, you know. but They but, qualify. They sure. qualify. But they did find the whitest Brazilian they could find. That's true. It's very true. Um, anywho, uh, and then a whole bunch of women who who are doing you know, in administrative girl things, uh-huh. and as these people are sort of marching, you know, trotting in silence up to their place oh, yeah. on the podium, yeah, a a woman starts yelling. Stop protecting sexual predators. Right. Stop protecting sexual predators. And you can hear it over the broadcast. Yes. And no one knows what to do except keep walking to their seats. They don't even respond. They don't look. 
They don't turn. Yeah. They they are like a little Maltese dog who's afraid of a of a mouse. Uh-huh. They just keep doing what they're doing and pretend it's not happening until the security guys can get there and shut her up or whatever. Yeah. Well, she she had sat back down. She's she shut herself up. She said it three or four times that she said it. Yeah. And then they came and they they asked her to leave. Of course they did. But my question for you, Dan. Yeah. Are Maltese dogs really known for being afraid of mice? I've never. I don't. I I literally. My mother in law had a, my former mother in law from uh-huh. my first marriage. Okay. Had a Maltese that was so funny, and we had one of those little weasel balls. Okay. There was a ball that would roll around of its own volition with oh, a little yeah, yeah. tail that uh-huh. would flip around. Right. 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 And we thought she'd think it was fun, uh-huh. so we'd put it in front of her, and uh, and rather than she didn't bark at it, she didn't run away from it she just looked left <laughs> she didn't look terrified <laughs> just with just would not look with at it. all the dignity she could muster she just looked left and up <laughs> it's gone don't worry there's no thing on the floor doing something against god and nature <laughs> I'm just looking over here now. Oh it was the perfect Mormon response. <laughs> For the rest of my life, that now is I how understand I understand. That, that is how I think of Mormons <laughs> is just that little old Maltese dog <clears throat> looking up and left <sighs> until the thing is gone. Is it now gone? The- nope, it's not gone. I'm looking up. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, there's nothing. I was just confused. I, I had never heard that expression before. Yeah, I knew I kind of needed to tell the story. I'm glad you brought it up. It's Mormons, people. Uh, yeah. They are a Maltese looking up and left until whatever it is that's bumping up against the bureaucracy goes away. <laughs> I need this t-shirt. Just a picture of a little Maltese. Just looking up and left. I refuse to acknowledge. That is not there. Whatever you're pretending is there, it's not there. Stop trying to make me look at it. Oh yeah. Um, let's see. The Maltese. The maybe that, that. Maybe that's the the new mascot of our of our podcast. Of our podcast. It's just that is that is religious belief in a nutshell. <laughs> Anything that goes against my dogma. Up and left. Uh, all right. The other big thing that I feel like we cannot ignore, Dan, yeah. that happened uh, was uh, one <laughs> elder, uh, Quentin L. Cook. Okay. He's not one that I'm terribly familiar with because he's one of the, the ones who've come into power since uh, I have left the church. Mm. Uh, as far as I know, I don't remember the dude. Uh, he used a phrase... When uh, sort of talking about, uh, he was trying to acknowledge the Me Too movement. Oh, God. This was, oh, brace yourself, everybody. This is bad. Maybe I should just go to what he said. Yeah. This is is the quote. And, (laughs) all right. It is commendable that non-consensual immorality has been exposed and denounced. Such non-consensual immorality is against the laws of God and of society. He continues. There is no break here. Okay. He's going to continue on to this next line, which I actually find almost more outrageous. Those who understand God's plan should also oppose consensual immorality, which is also a sin. That right there just summed up and, and undid 
any effort that they have tried to back off of like this the chewed gum analogy that they yeah. used to run oh with, with, about like you know it's more like, which we'll get into that in a second. I have to you stop need to you respond because I have to tell our listeners that the word mora- immorality here means literally nothing other than sexual right contact because that's how Mormons use the word yeah they don't something's moral, not immoral or moral based on its general goodness rightness. Or right. whatnot. Immorality. I mean, they can use the word morality that way. But frankly, Less. when they say the, something, someone is being morally impure or, mm. or morally pure, it's only sexuality that they're talking Absolutely. about. Absolutely. That's code for sex. Now, the concept that they would use the phrase, what, what, is, what is it? Non-consensual mm. immorality. That's what they're using to, to fill in for, for right. I'm so livid about this. Yeah. You can't be immoral against your will. Right. You're not... Literally, what he is saying is that the victim of rape is committing something immoral, is is doing something immoral. Yep. That is literally what he is saying. Yeah. And he used the phrase multiple times. Yep. And he said it... it, Basically, he couldn't say rape. He couldn't say molestation. Yeah. He couldn't say any of these. He didn't even use the word victim. Right. Do you think the lawyers vetted his speech? Yeah. And said, no, 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 you can't say rape here. Yeah. Like, and came up with some little word and nobody thought it through. No. Because I don't think what he was trying to say is what he did say. No. And that that and that's a that's a problem as well. We can give him credit for like he's probably not trying to say that the, 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 the victim, victim of, of rape is, is is was committing an act of immorality. No. But what it did do Jesus is Christ. it brought up for a lot of women uh some uh, a little uh some some analogies and some stuff that used to be taught in like the 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 young women's handbook. Uh for example, Moroni nine nine used to be a big part of the lessons on on this concept of morality and immorality, their sexual purity. Uh, it's it's telling the the story of uh, and Moroni nine nine. Just for you guys, is a it's a, in the Book of Mormon. It's a scripture. Um, yeah. uh, stated that the daughters of the Lamanites, who were the bad guys, uh, had been taken prisoner and raped, and that they were deprived of quote that which was most dear and precious above all things, which is chastity and virtue, i.e., so the end quote, i.e., virginity. Right. Which is only important, really, for girls. Right. Oh, my God. I'm so, I'm so, so, so furious about that, this thing. That has actually been taken out of the, the, the lessons that they have on this topic. Not, not very long ago this happened, by the way. This was there until just like a few years ago. Um, and then the, the, another part of the lesson was always this, this, this idea of chewed gum, right? Ugh. Um, and Elizabeth Smart recently, uh, you know, the young woman who was abducted here in Salt Lake. Kidnap victim, yeah. rape victim. Yeah. Uh, she was held for yeah. months and months and months, yeah. years. Uh, I don't know if it was years. It might've been over a year. I think it was over a year. Um, by, by I this. don't really remember all the particulars of, of the incident, but she is now, she's a very vocal um, victims advocate. She, yeah. she speaks out on this topic a lot. Uh, and one thing that she brought up, um, because apparently during her captivity, 
she was remembering the lessons that she'd been taught. And the no, metaphor no that No good was husband's used, gonna want a piece of chewed gum. Right. She says, I thought, quote, that I'm chewed up gum. I'm a chewed up piece of gum. Nobody rechews a piece of gum. You throw it away. Yeah. But that was an, an analogy that was taught. So he is undoing all of this. Yeah. Like they, they were actually making some a couple good steps uh, in the right direction. And he comes along and compares and, rape to sin, conflates yeah. it all in the one big messy jumbled <gasps> thing and walks away. And it is just absolutely horrifying to be clear rape is sin it's just not sin on the part of the victim exactly but he's not making that clear at all rape no, no if a penis if a penis goes in your vagina and that's you, what we're talking about you are no longer pure you've lost some purity yeah oh my it god i just absolutely I, fucked you want to know something that's really fucked up so i was looking on uh you know i, I have many mormon friends and uh, my Facebook becomes very interesting around uh, mm. around conference time. Yeah, yeah. Some of them are more liberal. Some of them are more conservative. Some of them, most of them are just like everything that happens during conference is a miracle and it's mm. amazing and it's right. the best thing that could happen. <laughs> right. Some of it, sometimes some of my Mormon friends are liberal enough that they'll, that they're actually willing to question the church on mm -hmm. certain things. Um, but I had one person who had a thread about the whole visiting, teaching, home teaching thing. And then somebody else was like, I don't watch general conference generally mm. anything else that I should know about. And one of my friend's friends does a, a rundown of some things, you know, new temples built in. There's going to have one in Russia. I know. in India too. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Fat chance. And then the last thing she says is actually one more thing. A nod to the Me Too campaign from Quentin Cook. <laughs> that is her idea of, a, of nod. a nod to the Me Too campaign. It's unreal. You guys. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just, I want, I want to have him engage in a non-consensual fight with my fist. <laughs> I, I'm so mad. So mad. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's pretty fucking outrageous. Um, they, they have a tradition of this, of, mm. um, of having to make up their own words for shit because they <laughs> don't want to acknowledge what's really going on. And, I, and there's something really insidious about it. Um, this time, clearly, some lawyers vetted the thing and wanted different words in there. A because bunch of, of everything that's going men. on with the church. We don't want to acknowledge rape. A bunch of literally, like... Like the definition of patriarchy. Yeah. Looked at this thing, asked no questions of any woman, right. of any victim of anything. Right. And and then and they all looked at it and went, Oh yeah, that sounds really good. Yeah. That's we, a well, good new word. I don't we want should... to say rape over the pulpit. I don't want to say it's sexual kind of molestation. A downer of a word. And there's gonna the be pulpit. children there. What about the children? What do we say then? It's not an edifying word. What do we rape? say? What Un well, non-consensual. Well, it's sex. It's so that's immorality, right? So it's immorality, and it's not. They don't consent to it. Oh, guys, brethren, I think I've I got, got it. it. <laughs> I think I got it. Yeah, that brainstorming meeting would have 
been amazing. Yuck. Get on Island, Mormon Lakes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, brothers and sisters, if you want to chime in on any of the things that we've spoken about today, please do. Uh, just go to, uh, just uh, write to us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, and click that like button. And while you're on Facebook, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join. It is a closed group. Yep. That's what makes it great. We'll let you in. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Facebook, thanks so much to Mackenzie for all of her hard work on the Facebook page. She really does... It's oh, amazing. She does so much work. It's, it's amazing. amazing. Yeah. Uh, and thanks also to Sarah, Danny, and and uh, Amy for their work as moderators in the Members Only Lounge. And a big thanks goes out to the Red Rock Hot Club and, uh, and also Gordon Johnston for the continued use of their music. Yes, indeed. And thank you, dear listener, for tuning in. We sure do appreciate it. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.